Hi everyone and welcome back to Hoei Extra, the extra bits from some of my favourite chats with amazing athletes. Let's get into it. Alana Smith is one of Australia's best basketballers. She comes from a famous basketball family and for the last couple of years she has been teammates in the WNBA with two of the world's best players, Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner. Alana just won an NBL 1 title in Townsville and soon will head to Poland to continue her professional career. In this special episode of Herway Extra, get to know Olympian Alana Smith. So you kind of like grew up in a basketball family. Was basketball what you always wanted to do or was there a part of you that thought about doing something different? Yeah, so I, uh, I danced first actually when I was young. I did a little bit of tap and jazz um I wasn't very good so I stopped um but that's the first kind of activity that I got into as a kid and then I got into tennis and I really really liked tennis and I was pretty good at it as well um but the only problem that I had with tennis was that it's a very individual sport and it's you do it by yourself and I just couldn't handle that I had a lot of tantrums I broke a lot of rackets um and so my parents were like maybe you should try something else we can't afford to be buying you rackets every week and I was like that's fair um and then I went from tennis into soccer and I loved soccer I was also pretty good at it and I played for a couple years before um a couple basketball coaches came up to me and my parents and asked why I wasn't playing basketball because I was like a foot taller than all the other kids I was really tall um and so then I decided to give basketball a go and this is around when I was 13 years old so I started basketball pretty late but those all those other sports I think kind of helped me transition into playing basketball and with the skills that I have today I'm not playing like basketball on a team but I'd like to I think because of lockdown I kind of started late so I couldn't join one yeah and don't be don't feel like just because you're starting late that it's too late for you like I said I didn't start playing basketball for a club until I was 13 years old and then before that I was playing like I played a little bit not really but I played in an all-boys team and I the boys never passed me the ball so I was I wasn't really having fun with basketball but I got into it and I started to have a lot of fun and it was it was probably a good decision because it helped me get to where I am today but yeah don't feel scared to try it even if it's late because you never know what can happen so like I said you kind of grew up in a basketball family and I think um people might assume that um if your dad and uncle were like professionals it means you'll like automatically be really good too did basketball skills come like very naturally to you or is it something that you had to work really hard at um I am naturally like pretty athletic like I can jump pretty high and I'm pretty fast and I'm obviously very tall so I've got some physical attributes that help me when it comes to basketball um skill wise I started off just like anybody else who first starts off with basketball I was terrible I was really really bad I can remember my first um basketball training that I ever went to I was late first of all and everyone was doing two ball dribbling they were dribbling two basketballs at the same time and I walked in and I just immediately burst into tears 
And I said to the coach and to my dad, I can't even dribble one basketball and everyone's out here dribbling two. So that's how my basketball uh, journey started. I wasn't very good. So yeah, it took me a long, long time to kind of build up the skill base and the confidence um, to where I was able to feel really, really comfortable and develop those skills to play an elite level. Was um, basketball something you wanted to be really good at when you were quite a um, young age? Like, had you already decided or you just like enjoying being a kid? Yeah, I think when I first got into it, when I was like 13, 14, um, it was more just for fun. Um, but when I got to maybe 15, 16, I'd made like a state team and then I'd made um, a junior national squad as well. And so I realized that, hey, I might be pretty good at this um, and there might be opportunities in the future that I could strive for, um, like playing professionally or going to an Olympics or something like that. And so um, as I started getting better at basketball, like 15, 16, 17, I realized that it would was something that I wanted to try and reach the highest level in. I remember seeing a viral video last year of a college basketball team um, where they showed the difference between how much equipment the men had um, to like the women's team. Do you feel a big difference in how men's and women's sport is treated? When you get to like tournaments, so I think... Um, the video that you're talking about, it showed um, when one team went to an NCAA tournament, so when March Madness was happening, um, and they're two separate tournaments. So there's a men's tournament and there's a women's tournaments. And yeah, when I went to um, NCAA tournament and travelled and had to play in different places with the NCAA, it was pretty clear that there was a big difference between the men's and women's tournaments. Um, we had less uh, resources. So yeah, our weight rooms were really different. Um, even you'd get like um, a lot of gear and merch when you went to the tournament and our merch, we didn't get as much merch as the men did and the quality wasn't as good as the men's. But I think that was a few years ago now. And I think because of that one video that kind of went viral, it's on it's definitely changing and getting better um but I feel like it still has a long way to go and even in uh, the professional side of things so when you're comparing the WNBA to the NBA it's definitely different we have less resources um and you know they just have better quality things and that's that's the WNBA is a little bit younger than the NBA. So we're working towards that. We're working towards building our league up. So it definitely is improving, but you can still say that there are differences. Yeah, I remember um, watching the, the, um, the final in the WNBA. Um, and I think, because I think there were quite a few games in the final. And I think that some of them won actually like on a lot of um, like channels on TV. So it'd be great to, I guess. Um, be able to watch like all of the games all the time yeah I think that's one thing a lot of or every NBA team is televised you know you can watch any NBA game on TV whereas with the WNBA um, it's kind of hard sometimes to watch games and find games and my parents were even saying because they're not in America it was really hard to watch some of my games 
Um, and I think that's one easy thing that can change for the WNBA is making sure that, you know, everyone can watch it. It's on TV, it's easily accessible. Um, but like I said, it's definitely changing and evolving and getting better, but it just, it's going to take some time. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of WNBA, um, well, the US, I guess, um, you've lived in the US for about, I think, six years now, I think. Um, what are the differences you've noticed just in general between Australia and America? Yeah, um, I think a lot of the times whenever I go back and forth, Australia and America, um, oftentimes when I eat out um, in restaurants and cafes and stuff, in America you have to tip. So when you pay at the end, you have to pay on top of that a little tip for your um, waitresses or waiters or just the service. And a lot of the times when I'm coming back from Australia, I forget to do that. And it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, I think Australians, are, you know, just a little bit more laid back. We're a little bit more chilled. And when we speak, we often abbreviate things. So afternoon is Arvo, barbecue is Barbie, you know, that, that type of thing. And so Americans sometimes have a little bit of difficulty understanding um, what we're saying, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, I think like it's pretty similar between the two. Everybody speaks English, everybody loves sports, they love watching sports. Um, and, you know, basketball is the same all over the world too. So I'm lucky that I'm able to play in Australia and in the US as well. You play for Phoenix um, in the WNBA with legends like um, Diana Trossi, Brittany Griner and Skylar Diggins-Smith, who are all on my list of athletes I want to interview. Um, what do you learn from training and playing with people like them? Yeah, I think I was really, really lucky to be able to have like a few years with each of those players and just learn and watch pretty much just observe what makes them the best. And I think um, it was pretty evident that whenever they train or whenever they're not playing, but they're practicing, um, they're doing everything like they're playing a game. So they're really competitive. Um, and they train really, really hard. I've trained, there's been days where I've been training against Diana and she's just going at 110% and like going at you and you're like, what the heck? It's training, but you realize that you train how you play um, and that helps you when you're playing. And so, yeah, she just does everything with 100% effort um and she's just like one of the most competitive people that I've ever met she hates to lose and she doesn't lose very often <laughs> has there been a moment in the WNBA when you just thought like wow I can't believe um like this has happened um maybe meeting someone famous or um something you saw in a game yeah I think when we uh we played Vegas in a I think it was a three-game series. No, it was a five-game series. Um, we played Vegas in a five-game series um, to get to the finals, so to play in the finals series. And it was neck and neck. I think we were tied. It was, um, yeah, two games. We, we had won two games and Vegas had won two games. So we're playing the fifth game and whoever won that one was going through. And it was a massive game. And we, I think we won 
on the buzzer, I think Brittany Griner blocked um, Asia Wilson's shot to win the game. We were up by like two. So that was a huge moment in itself. But then going into the locker room and just celebrating with everyone and like seeing Diana and BG and Skylar just so happy to be in the finals and that we've just gone through this whole season together, which was really difficult. Um, and we'd finally made it to the finals after so long. It was just like, it was incredible. It was such a good feeling where everyone was so happy um, and we were celebrating and, but we knew like we had the finals to get through, but at that moment we were just super, super happy. Um, are there players that you've seen in the WNBL that you think might make it to the WNBA one day? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the issues the WNBA has is it's just a bit small. It needs more teams because I think that they're missing out on a lot of international talent. I think so many players from the WNBL could play in the WNBA. We've got an incredibly talented league. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of Aussie basketballers miss out on the chance just because there aren't enough spots in the league. Um, so hopefully as the league expands, WNBL players will be able to break through and break onto teams because um, at the moment it's really hard to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Every time an Aussie comes over to the WNBA, it's, it's really fun to see and really cool to see because, you know, I think Australians are some of the best basketball players in the world and they deserve to be there. Um, what was the Olympic experience like? Obviously, it was a bit of a unique experience, I guess, with Harbonic crowds and having to wear masks everywhere. Yeah, I mean, for me, the Olympics was kind of like a childhood dream. I wanted to go since I was a kid and be able to go and just experience it. So just getting there and being on that team was um, just amazing in itself. But then experiencing it in Tokyo, in the village, um, even though it was affected by COVID, we weren't really allowed to, you know, hang out with other teams or um, interact with other teams. But I think the Australian Olympic team hung out a lot and it was really cool to, you know, experience other athletes and other sports and just um, celebrate their successes too, um, especially the boomers. It was just amazing to what the boomers did. Um, and yeah, I think the Aussie Olympic team was just a really cool, positive vibe. So there was a match when you, um, where your team needed to win by a particular amount to make the finals. And I think you were talking about this one before and it was a bit of a um, slow start. And then I think in the last few minutes, it looked like you might've gotten close and then you did it and everyone went crazy. What was that match like? Yeah, I remember this. It was a game against Puerto Rico. Um, and to make it into the quarterfinals, we had to win by a certain amount of points against them. Um, and I think at halftime we were winning, but nowhere near the amount that we needed to be winning by. And so it was pretty stressful. Um, and it was definitely down to the wire. But um, the game ended and we won by the amount that we needed to and it was just really emotional because, you know, you're putting in all this work and energy into trying to push your team over the line to win. And we did and we made it um, and we weren't going home yet. And it was just, you know, just a really, really good feeling to know that we had another chance to play again.
And what do you hope women's basketball um, will look like in 10 years time, both in Australia and the US? Yeah, I think, you know, especially in the US, I think that league's going to be bigger. There's going to be more international players, more Aussies out there playing. Um, and I also think that the playing field between the men's and women's will level, you know, the quality is going to start becoming a little bit better and we'll start making our way towards the level that the men are at. Um, and I think, you know, Aussie basketballers are only going to be getting better. We've got some of the best players in the world playing right now in Australia. And I think we're going to keep producing really, really good basketball players too. I think um, that, you know, like I said, we've got we've got a lot of talent down here. It's just about being able to break into that international scene. So, yeah, I can't wait to watch, you know, that next generation of hoopers come through because I think they're going to be um, huge. This is, I guess, kind of a, it's not really a question, but I enjoy your um, outfit of the days um, and dances on Instagram and TikTok. What's your favorite kind of um, outfit to wear when you arrive to a game? My favorite outfit to wear when I arrive to games. Um, so when I was playing in the WNBA, um, it was really fun to dress up and wear like something pretty fancy to games. I really liked wearing fancy stuff to games out there. Um, and especially because we had a little photographer out there too taking our photos. So it was nice to get like some nice photos and stuff in my fits. Um, it's a little bit different out here in the WNBL. There's no one here to take my photo, which is a bit sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we also get kind of straight into game prep as well. I had a little bit more time in the WNBA. So in the WNBL, I kind of like to wear something a little bit more comfy, um, but still, I still like to dress, dress well, get, get a good fit going. That's it for this episode of Poe Extra. See you next month.